0: Belonging is an openness, it's a letting go. It's your heart allowing yourself to connect. It's you giving yourself permission to just be, and that in just being, we are enough. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Hey everyone, I want to do a bit of a debrief, a bit of a reflection on just being. I'm on my sort of a digital detox. I realize I'm recording this on my phone. And tomorrow I'm coming back to London from a sleepy German town called Konstanz, where I've been visiting a really old friend, really a a, a brother, really from back in the day, and staying in his community a shared living space with about eight other people, and a real sense of community, not just sort of a house share situation. We've got communal breakfasts, a real slowing down, everyone's on different schedules, but a real kind of hugs and checking in with each other, and almost a breath of fresh air compared to London life and our quest for community. Yesterday, we went uh, kayaking to an island. We did about 20 kilometers. And we, on our way back, the sun set. We watched the moon rise, and and we kayaked. And I was reflecting with my friend going, all this, like, efficiency stuff on on YouTube and all the rest of it is like gratitude and all these practices to get you into the right mindset in order to be as effective and efficient as possible. And we stared out into this open lake with the sun beginning to set behind the mountains. And I thought, you don't have to do a fucking gratitude list. You just have to be in nature. And then it's just easy to reflect on the beauty, the the wonder that it is to be alive. I feel like I've learned so much, and you may even be able to tell from the pace of my voice. I may pick up speed in a minute as I get excited, obviously. But there's something that I'm learning about this phase of my journey that is so, so visceral and so deep, and it feels so necessary in order for me to enjoy the next phase of business, but not just business, the, the phase of life. It's, it's as if through all the hyper productivity hacks of building a business, I've lost a bit of what it means to just be alive. And a weekend before I went away, I was with some friends and I heard some hard truths just around how they were viewing me showing up. And there was not a lack of vulnerability, but a lack of uh, showing the day-to-day struggle. I was so into discussing the big ideas and the magnitude of excitement to understanding consciousness and energy. There's just so much to learn that every time we get together, I'm, in the big, I'm, in, I'm discussing the big topics and finding it. And, and she's, my friend said to me, she said, you don't, just, you, you don't hang around and talk about the little things like what you did this morning or how this felt. Or, and I was a bit like, I had a perfect excuse because I always do, right because I'm, I'm smart that way. I'm like, I have a rational reason for why I live my truth and not and don't need to take on your feedback. And then I try and reflect later and go, if 1% of this were true, what is it? And it seems like it's a week later that I figured it out. And what I figured out, in sitting with this community, where they weren't, occasionally we'd go into politics, we'd go into climate change, we'd go into big ideas, but mostly it was, you know, how, how did you sleep? Who are you? What, oh, I had the best question at a, a Saturday party that I went to, which was, what do you love? And I often ask people, what are you passionate about? instead of, what do you do for a living? But in a way, reflecting on that question, it's still a a doing question. It's like, what are you passionate about? What do you do with that passion? How does it fill up your life? It's an active question, rather than more of a being question. And his question was, what do you love? And then I had to think about it, which surprised me. I feel like some of my questions to other people have been turned on me the last few days. And I've been a bit stumped, like like I'd reflected on it sort of two, three years ago, pre-divorce and pre-changing everything, and I could easily tell you what do I want, and then I fought very hard to to build my life and get there. But what do you love? And it felt shitty to say, I love my work. I mean, I do, it's genuinely true, I do love my work. And, And I had to question, is that all that I am? Is work all that I am? Is loving your job enough? It's certainly better than you know some people can claim to. But what about the beauty in just building something? There's a guy here who just does who, who does carpentry. He makes stuff, and his his eyes light up, and he builds things with his hands. And I'm like, how noble, how noble. And so everyone's path is different. But I was surprised that the question of what do I love. I felt like I needed to find some answers and say something profound. But what if it isn't about that? The thing that this guy loved that I was uh, chatting to, sort of around a fire pit at a party, he said, I love my garden. I love my relationships. I love that I have a choice to not just scale my business because other people think I should or because it's possible. He went, but I work just enough so that I can live the life that most people work 20 years to find. And granted, I think that's not my life. And, and, I, and I like adrenaline. I like excitement uh, within the workspace. And it's like I can breathe totally at a different rhythm. I can breathe at a different rhythm because I have permission to. And even to the point of appearances, as much as I would be like, I don't care what people think of me. And I don't. I live my truth and I want to show up absolutely in the way that I'm going to show up. But it was, it's subtle things like the fact that I put makeup on every morning, that my hair is done, I do my nails, I feel presentable to the world. They don't get to see the, the cracks, the times when I've got sleep in my eye. And, and I realize that that's another type of protection that I've even put across in dating, like that people can't see the whole me, the messy me. And so, because I had per- have permission in this space, I wake up at breakfast, or, or I wake up, I just sort of fall out of bed, makeup free, my hair's not great, and people greet you, and, and we hug each other, and I feel connected. And with all the makeup and the professionalism and the I've got an answer for everything, I'm missing out on, and, and desperately looking for connection, desperately trying to build community, blaming, Blaming London, blaming the city, blaming other people. Just kind of saying things like, well, London, it's hard to build community or it's hard to do this. But actually, if I, if I look at it, I have had opportunities left, right and center to integrate into amazing communities. And I'll say things like, it doesn't reflect all of me or this isn't my tribe. And I actually did right before I came here. Oh my God, I knew it would come out. I'm gonna start talking faster. Um, I did another shamanic ritual uh, called a soul retrieval just before coming out on, on holiday. And she was like, what was, what's the, um, the kind of belief system that's keeping you stuck that you want to work on in order to change things? And through a bit of conversation, because I wasn't quite sure, we, we worked on the belief system that I don't belong. And I hadn't realized how deep it was, me searching for maybe the good bits of, of my culture and, and, and the cult that I grew up in, and trying to replicate that, but having total fear about letting go and sinking into that, because what if it turns out to be sort of less than useful or good or negative or evil? And so we worked on this belief system that I don't belong, because, because I hung out you know, with another friend who was like, but you've got all these amazing people. And I'm like, yeah, but belonging is subjective. It's a feeling. It isn't just about the people that you're around, which is true. And there's something holding me back in my belief system, because if I believe that I don't belong, well, I'm never going to belong. I'm always going to attach onto other groups, but still essentially be on the outside looking in. And here I am, essentially on the outside of this community, and there's, there's this amazing guy who's from Syria, We've had the deepest conversations. He's had a a refugee experience, and there's just people from all walks of life, but all kind of connected through this shared idea of wanting to just live slightly differently, uh, live their truth and everyone's respected for that. And I realized belonging isn't about being the same. It isn't even about having the same ideology. It isn't about even having the same value system fully or living the same lifestyle fully belonging is an openness it's a letting go it's your heart allowing yourself to connect it's you giving yourself permission to just be and that in just being we are enough and i feel like i've still been just trying to prove that i'm that i matter or that you know, when, you're, when you grow up in, in communes, which I see the irony, given that I'm in this community setting, but, or even in big families, or in, you know, you're the uh, second youngest of five, trying to find my voice and be loud enough or, or be enough to be seen, be good enough. So God approves like so much deep shit, right? But what if we are enough without all the productivity hacks out there, without the competition, without the need to build. I mean, I don't know if you're getting the magnitude of what I'm saying. It's a lot. And if we're enough without achieving, think what we can create organically from that place. A place of of enrichment, of joy, of connection where gratitude is easy because we connect into nature. Because I think in giving permission to ourselves to just be, and really seeing ourselves in all of our flaws, and our humanity. I think it allows us to see other people in a deeper way. It allows us to connect, to fully be present. I don't know. Everything's different. Everything's different. And I'm really trying to capture the essence of what it is I'm learning here in order to translate that into city life, right? Because I know how the hustle can get us and the hustle can come back really quickly and it's the norm, right? I sat at the edge of a lake a couple of days ago and this is what I wondered. <laughs> I wondered, can one day, can one experience actually change somebody's life for good, like completely? Can we have one experience and be changed And our habits change because that experience is so profound and it's the buildup of so many things that we can't ever be the same again. I'd like to think that's true, but I also know that next week when work beckons and I get excited about projects, will it be quite easy to get back into the same habits? And I know it will be, but... I feel like the thing I have to bring with me is these marker points, this permission to digital detox, the permission to turn off, and and crucially, letting go. Okay, let's talk about letting go for a second. I don't know if you guys are going to relate to this. I'm drinking cold coffee on the sidewalk. It's brilliant. Letting go, people. I've been learning this a lot over the last six months. I didn't realize how fucking high strung I was and how controlling I was. I thought I was chill, I thought I was easygoing. Why didn't anyone tell me? that <laughs> I'm actually quite intense. <laughs> and the reasons I'm aware of this, so stuff's been happening on this trip, but also I've, I've, I've started dating someone and it's, it's incredible how when you become a little bit closer to somebody, how much of yourself, your flaws, your like idiosyncrasies are reflected in their eyes and in their habits. And so if they're able to kind of chill and let go, your lack of ability to do so is so much more striking. Striking! Like, I thought I was fucking chilled. I thought I could do holiday. I can't even... God, relaxing into something is actually more intense. And then some of that's just city life, like my shoulders are up and I'm like hyper alert and survival of the fittest, right? But I didn't realize how far its tentacles have gone, including, I'm reflecting on my parenting, I'm reflecting on my kids and the habits that I'm giving them around, like, hyper-awareness. That's no way to live, man. There's so many other ways to live. So I've been reflecting in other people's eyes in a big way my inability to let go and understanding where that comes from and how it shows up and how, essentially, I am safe, right? So if, if, if we've had abusive uh, situations or even situations where we've had to be hyper alert as children, it's really hard to change that habit as adults, even if we are essentially safe. So my friend was doing back massages. <laughs> this is gonna make sense, don't worry. We were, because we were just having an evening where there was music and people were chatting and all sorts of languages. And he's like, brought his massage table out and he's like, let's do massages. and. Goodness. Anyway, he was trying to do like a shoulder thing, like a move where you've got to relax into the masseuse's hands in order for it to work. And I didn't even realize that I was trying to help. I couldn't let him just help me. I was trying to help. So w- when he was like trying to lift a shoulder to do the move, I was like lifting my shoulder on his, my behalf, right? And he had, And you don't notice you're doing it unless somebody else goes, Stop helping, like just let go, fall into the hands that are in order for this move to work and the move doesn't work, unless you can let go of your body and stop overthinking the process. So lots of little, little, little things. So one experience doesn't change us. It's been six months of small changes over time that have led me to this point where I can actually enjoy this experience I've certainly, on the first day or two, could feel anxiety in my body as well just because of the peacefulness. Now, that's an alarm bell, right? Everyone else is breathing in the air and has a certain slower pace of habit around connection and work and love and all these things. And I start feeling anxiety, like my heart's beating, and I'm like, I don't know the rules for this shit. I don't know the rules, man. And I've been in my own work comfort zone, in a way, because it's productive. It's an easy answer. It's, what are you up to? I'm doing this. And people are like, cool, you seem to be making it. And that feels good. It's a little endorphin hit that the work pays off. They don't necessarily see kind of the tears at night or the, the stuff behind the scenes. So I actually didn't know if I'd be able to talk this out today. I didn't know if I'd be able to string thoughts together because I'm so just in this kind of floaty space of nature and connection and tearfulness as well, like connecting in to my friend who's, who's, who's like my little brother and I know his whole family. And looking at his, in his eyes, I, I feel so much history and so much that's gone before us and so much pain and struggle, but also so much beauty at the survival, the resilience, the meaning, that many of us are giving to our past and the bravery to explore consciousness, community, energy, stuff that at one point, I certainly, with a black and white brush, pushed away from me in favor of logic, science, understanding, intelligence, psychology. Let me just put things in that box because if I can understand it, I can explain it if I master language then I will be accepted but it's fake belonging in a way and my heart yearns for something which has never quite been felt so you know when you don't have the blueprint for something you don't quite know what it feels like except the little essences of it from a toxic childhood you you're, you're scared that you'll you'll if you find it it will be toxic but there's still something that I'm searching for, and I know it's, it's, it's within ourselves, but I also know that it is in community because I've been going the route of, well, if I just can learn to be alone, can sit with myself, can acknowledge my anxieties, can do all of those things, then I am complete. And yes, we need to learn to, to sit alone, but it is the human condition to need to connect, to want to connect. There's no shame in that. And city life is not conducive for real community. It's a struggle. You have to build it. So what are my takeaways? My takeaways are to continue to observe myself and to allow myself to let go. And it's little fucking things like playfulness, letting go and playfulness. We had a drama after the kayaking adventure where, where someone lost their keys and we couldn't get the bike back. And so I sat on somebody else's bike on these dodgy wrong side of the street roads. And I sat on the bike and I couldn't look ahead. And now it's a running joke with everyone. I'm just like, I'm letting go again, God. And it's the thrill that isn't just speaking on stage or, or winning a bid or getting business. It's like the thrill of playfulness which was, which I, you know, is hard hard if you've never, if you grew up kind of before your time a little bit. Playfulness and fully just like speed, energy, nature, exercise, and not just like exercise for the sake of productivity, but running in a mountain, swimming in a lake, connecting with random people, looking at a sunset. Shit that I just don't take time for because I'm all about effectiveness. Is it the curse of effectiveness? I mean, I'm, I'm all for the entrepreneurial mindset. I love it. I love the hustle. I love being effective. And it certainly cannot be everything. And it feels like it's almost the, the, the god of entrepreneurship and of hustle robbing us. Because even this like as part of the, the hustle, the miracle morning, all this sort of stuff, like you hit the gym, you wanna exercise in order to be effective. So 5 a.m., 6 a.m., get your muscle mass, get your, your, your body in step so that you can build something effectively. What about joy, you know? What about creating space for just seeing, uh, for just seeing? I mean, it is just being, but in the being we get to see who we really are, who the world is, what the universe has for us. I don't know. You just learn so fucking much. So here's to growth on holiday, right? What can we learn through slowing down? And how much do we even holiday for efficiency? Jesus Christ. You know, let's hyperplan things. Let's be active. Let's do this. Let's do that. And what about just sitting? I mean, I realize this is not rocket science, but it feels revolutionary because as much as I know the shit in my head to this, this trip, my heart's felt it. My heart's felt that if I don't do this, I won't access community and the feeling that I'm actually looking for. So there's, there's a pain point now for not slowing down and essentially smelling the cold coffee or the roses, whatever it might be. So I'm gonna keep you guys posted because I want to figure out how to incorporate this goodness into, you know, everyday city life, I want to figure out how to do that. And some of it is going to be giving myself permission to get away so that I can create space. Another bit is digital detox. Another bit is letting go and trusting. I've, I've, I've had to let go uh, while, while I've been away. My assistant has been um, managing my inbox and my God, if I wasn't away, I'd be micromanaging the assistant who's supposed to be helping me. And she's amazing. So I think it's been good for me to trust her, turn my phone off, get help, get help, admit that it isn't always perfect and that no matter what context we think we know, I've had so much conviction about my life, so much conviction and some of that's been survival and it doesn't make it wrong, it absolutely doesn't make it wrong but when we get total conviction about one way of living, we may be sort of teetering into that fixed mindset that I'm, you know, even for for like growth can be a fixed mindset. Jesus Christ, that's pretty wild. Growth. So, so hyper growth. We can have a fixed mindset about what that looks like and how it's doing something rather than just feeling something. And it's in the feeling something that growth, I don't know, feel like it's quicker or, or more profound or something. So tomorrow I head back not for long though, I'm heading to a festival. Woo-hoo! Next week's back to work, and I'm hoping to just take some of this magic with me, reach out into community, and not feel like I have to present a transactional part of me, like you do in networking a little bit. And I think that's how I've been approaching community, is like, all right, am I enough? Do I have something to give this community so that I am worthy of being here? And that actually takes away the point of community in the first place. So it's not transactional, it's our imperfections that connect us. And so part of this is creating space to delve into the communities that have been offered me on a plate near where I am and keeping you guys posted because long live the hustle. But I'm gonna ask myself the tough questions about how I wanna build things. What's the experience that I wanna have? What's the life that I wanna live? and let me leave you with my friend's comment around the fire pit what do you love what do you love create your life around that and that can just be experiences what do you love people go forth city people especially connect into communities outside of the city so you realize that there is another way to live Uh, and there is life outside of london right (laughs) Uh, thanks guys for putting up with the slow ramble that helped me define my own thoughts. Appreciate it, enjoy the rest of the summer.